Yo. What's up? What's back. up? Hey guys. Operation Happy Friday. Hustle. I think this is episode 10. Yeah, episode Dude, 10. I can't ten believe we've already weeks. been doing this 10 weeks Let's in a row now. Oh. Yeah? Yeah, this is the 10th week. That's right. That's right. Uh, we're going to talk about some things today. We do got a quote, though, to start out the day like we always do. So the quote is, success in business requires training and discipline and hard work. But if you're frightened by these things, the opportunities are just as great today as they ever were. Boom. Like that quote. So this episode is going to be about roadblocks and overcoming them or jumping over them, however you want to do it. Um, I'm going to start this off with a kind of a story of how my journey started in this whole fitness industry. Um, I think we talked a little bit on this before, but I never announced that I ended up failing my CPT test. Actually, I think you did, but... That's all right. I failed it (laughs) two times. And uh, the first time I failed it, I was extremely upset. And, uh, you know, you get that feeling of wanting to give up and quit and the world is against you. So, you know, I decided to study a little harder the second time around and your boy fucking failed it again. So I actually remember physically breaking my steering wheel. <laughs> That's how upset I was. Did after you really taking break that your test. steering wheel? Yeah, this was the old Altima. So uh, sorry, Hold RIP on. to the Altima. We don't have that anymore. But um, so long story short is, you know, I failed it for the second time. I really wanted to give up after that. I was very uh, disappointed, upset, and I felt like I just wanted to quit. But then I regrouped, I reset my goals, I studied my ass off, and I passed that damn test, and now I own a gym uh, with four other trainers with us. Right? That's four now, right? Yeah, four of us. Oh, Team Abs Fitness. But um, it just proves that if you do put your mind to something and you don't quit, because you, once you quit is when it's over and you can't really go. I mean, you can go back, but it's going to put a damper on your day. So that roadblock, I just kept moving forward, even though it just kept showing up in front of me. And, you know, we got through it. And now here we are. I own a gym, which I wanted to do forever, but I never thought I'd actually do it. And so thanks to the to wife over oh, here. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. There it is. For, I remember you know, that giving story. me the extra <laughs> motivation, the drive. And, you know, all the success that we've had so far, you know, I wouldn't be able to do it without her and now the rest of the team, which we uh, thank so much for, you know, helping us out on the daily. So uh, any of you guys have a roadblock story? I know, obviously, everyone always has a roadblock in their life, but I'd like to hear more from you guys. So... I'm going to talk about just talking to my twin brother the other day because it leads into our little Tim roadblock. And Tim and Doug. So I, uh, we usually been setting up phone calls every biweekly to kind of go over their plans or their business, and I've been helping mentor them a little bit. Um, but so anyways, we didn't have a call set up. They didn't text me, so I figured maybe they, you know, were busy or whatever. Um, and I just was like, you know what? I'm home early. I'm going to call Tim. And so I called him because I normally FaceTime him, and they both answer. And so I FaceTime him, he picks up. And, um, you know, he had said Doug was doing some homework. But anyways, we got to talking about a roadblock they were experiencing. So they're their very first one, their very first roadblock. So they're looking to start an excavation business, which they've started um, and they don't have the actual excavator yet. They've rented the machine to do their job, um, but they want to also include this dump dump truck that they have bought. um, And they're going to, you know, use that to kind of like pick up debris and garbage and stuff like that among their jobs with the excavation job. Right. So. They went and bought this, you know, dumpster truck. They were so excited. So this was like last week. They're telling me all about it. You know, they're texting me. We got our dumpster truck. We're so excited. Well, it turns out they go and they uh, actually talked the guy down $1,000 less than what he wanted. So they got him to bargain down 
Um, and so they go to go pick it up and it breaks. And this happens, I think he says, a total of three <laughs> times. So the guy goes to, uh, Tim and Doug actually, ooh, I'm losing my headphone. The guy, uh, Tim and Doug actually fix it a couple times. They fix a couple things and I'm horrible with car parts. So I forget what it is that he said that he fixed. But anyway, so they fix it and then they go to pick, get it again. Um, and this time it breaks again. So anyways, they can't get it off of the driveway. And um, the guy says to him, like, you know, hey, I'm going to do you guys right. I've never done anybody wrong. He owns a business. He also has employees. But of course, you know, people, you just can't trust people in this day and age. And so they're just worried because they're like, well, you know, we gave them the money. We have this bill of sale. Sure, but we don't have the vehicle. Yeah, they're super concerned. And so you immediately go into this negativity thinking that this guy is trying to fuck you over. Um, And so he's like, listen, I'm going to take you to the mechanic. I'm going to keep you guys updated. Um, And so he's trying to do the right things. And so I'm listening to this entire thing, and I'm just hearing that he's just feeling so negative and down. And I go, listen, I'm going to break this down for you. Let's say the guy was trying to fuck you over. He wanted this amount. You talked him down a thousand. And so even though if that was his intention, he only just screwed himself because now he has to fix the problems because if he was thinking that he'd get you guys to get the vehicle off the property and then you deal with the problems then, turns out he lost because the vehicle never lost, lost left the property, right? I was like, or let's look at this scenario. He didn't mean, he didn't know it had these problems and you actually talked him down a thousand dollars. Um, and so now he's actually the one losing out. He's losing out either, either way because he's having to pay the mechanic. He's losing out because he didn't know he had these problems and he agreed to take $1,000 less and now he's still having to bring it to the mechanic and pay before you guys can take it. So either way, you're winning. It's just the only problem is you just have to wait a little bit longer. So this is just a test of patience. And I told him, you're going to have many tests and this is a small bump in the road. Yeah, it's and always going to happen. So it's going to happen. And luckily, Justin just walked in the door and I was talking to him about this. So we started talking to him about you know, our roadblocks. So we had came from a smaller studio. We had a 900 square foot studio. And one of the reasons why we wanted to leave besides it, the obvious being too small, we outgrew it, right? The we expanded. AC was Listen, trash, dude. The AC was trash. <laughs> so literally it was, they had no AC and the previous owner had built an AC that was trash. Anyways, it was going, we didn't want to replace it because why replace it if we don't fit in there anymore? So one of the things we talked about with the new, um, uh, property manager was, hey, we don't want to sign this lease unless it like the AC is at least working for good for two years. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's good to go, blah, 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 this whatever. This was our mistake, <clears throat> by the way. We our did mistake, not go get through. Get an inspector, right? Yeah, Make exactly. sure you do this and you yeah, go through dummies. that and inspect that AC. <laughs> well, anyways, so we're like, okay, cool. We're so excited at this point. So, you know, build out's getting done and we're all ready to move all the stuff in. AC is broken. It is 100, deg- 100 degrees in this building and we're stripping sweat. Like, it's awful. And all I remember is like, so it's very memorable for me, Ollie, you can attest to this, is that me and Alejandro are sitting there just dripping in sweat and misery trying to put together the Smith machine that had like a 300 page manual. And we're both just like losing it. After like eight hours, Justin's like, guys, you just need to give up at this point. And we're like, we're never giving up. I put up like a two squat racks, uh, a fucking boxing rig, and a cable machine, machine, and they're over there in the corner reading this Marcy. book. Marcy. Marcy. <laughs> yeah, dirty, dirty girl, Marcy. Uh, nah, so anyways, I told him about this and I said, listen, I could have let it get me down. And sure, was I upset about it? But shit had to get done. Like we had to move this stuff in. We had to put this stuff together. We had people coming in the next day and I had to run huge fans, which wasn't ideal. It's not what I wanted. It's not what I expected. It's not what I planned for. Um, while clients are coming in and like literally I don't think we got the AC mm. fixed for like a week. It took a while. So <laughs> Longer than we wanted. Turns um, out we just recently had to replace it all together, a new one. Yeah. So talk about roadblocks, guys. Mm. That's mine and that's my twin brother's roadblock. So, you know, you're going to have roadblocks. You just have to learn to not let those completely 
bring you down um, and deter you from the goal because there's always going to be, you know, uh, bumps in the road and life gives you lemons and you decide how you make lemonade. Boom. And for perspective, that was a 19-hour day in over 100-degree weather inside a hot box. Thank you, Phil, because we couldn't have done it without them. It was disgusting. Yeah. And then we had to present the brand new gin that we've been waiting for (laughs) with no AC. So sorry, clients that had to deal with that. But, you know, you guys did come in and you still supported, which is freaking awesome. Um, And here we are today with a brand new AC. uh, Shout out to our pastor, Pastor Aaron Burke, because that is our map. Our yeah. mat is the dumb AC not working, but right. we got over it. Here we are. Yep. <laughs> so I'm going to call out Alejandro. He looks like a Star Wars character right now. <laughs> That's what you <laughs> So I think we're going to go into maybe one of his roadblocks after saying that. <laughs> a deep prophecy I have to ah. tell. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard that impression. Um, yeah, so uh, I actually have a fairly recent roadblock. Uh, this past Sunday, I was informed that my grandfather passed. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, sorry to hear about it. Thank you. So, um, unfortunately, uh, you know, it's I don't want to make light of the burden. It is a, a very heavy burden for all those who are left living to bear. But at the end of the day, um, I found that in this knowledge, I gained some new perspective. So even in the deepest or the darkest of holes, you can still find that light. And uh, in this particular case, I did find that there's a relationship that I have been neglecting um, when it comes to my family, and that's the relationship with my father. And, uh, you know, there's a, a benevolent being, I believe, watching over all of us. I believe that God did bring certain lights to my path when it came to finding this and coming to this realization that I needed to forgive, accept my emotions, accept my failures, accept the failures of my father, and understand that he was what I needed, and he really provided the the father figure that I needed at that time, and he didn't have to. So I've come to a greater understanding of who I am and why I am that person. And I've come to an understanding that fatherhood, no matter the situation, is a very heavy burden to bear. We will all make mistakes pursuing that path and pursuing being the person responsible for, um, let's say, teaching and and especially bringing in uh, more young people into this world. So I've come to an understanding that, you know, and an acceptance of, of my father and, and understanding that I need to cater to and cherish that relationship. So that's been my most recent roadblock. And, uh, you know, the reason I brought God into it was because along the way, um, there were a certain few key components that brought me to this realization that I don't believe I ran into by coincidence. One was um, a podcast with Joe Rogan and an incredibly insightful man. I actually sent this podcast over to Justin and Abby um, because it was so insightful for me. The man's name was Jason Wilson, um, and basically he is just a a father figure, a mentor, a role model to all of these kids in a very impoverished and violent area. And listening to his words helped me come to understand and and find faith in myself um, in a way that I hadn't previously before and find faith a deeper faith um, in God that I didn't previously have before. Um, And, you know, they discussed a a variety of things. But 
um, at the end of the day, it was a deeper understanding of how a very, there's a very specific quote by a man named Miyamoto Musashi. He was the most deadly swordsman in all of Japan's history. Um, now I understand that's a weird place to, to draw conclusions from, but the path I've been put on is the path of the warrior. And so I study these things and I do find great enlightenment in the study of these things. Um, but the quote is, if you know the way broadly, you will see it in all things. And I am just forever grateful that, you know, not only from my father here, you know, on this planet, but also my heavenly father above that I have been shown the path greatly and i have been able to recognize it in a great many things Woo! amen i mean seriously dude i literally just told you because we started bringing him to church that he would have an experience with god and that he would know when he had one and that every you know i have many testimonies that i've shared personally with alejandro and i said you know one day you'll know when you have that experience and when you do you know, that'll be your testimony to share. So I think that that's your testimony. And I think that that was the most amazing thing I've heard. Yeah, dude, I got goosebumps, bro. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you for that. Appreciate you sharing. You're and welcome. I'm sorry about your grandfather. Yeah, we're sorry to hear, man. So, Kaylin. All right. Any Follow that up. <laughs> yeah, damn, Danny. Um, Follow that up. <laughs> actually, um, my biggest roadblock, probably, I don't see it as a negative roadblock, would be my autism. Um, that's something that I kind of, it was, has been a roadblock my entire life, but I wasn't aware that that roadblock was there until about maybe about six months ago. Um, going along that way, it kind of took a lot of toll on my mental health. So I kind of like to tie that in with my physical journey. So my autism and mental health were a very big roadblock on this physical journey, especially, you know, I show people all the time about what I looked like just a year ago. And it's not, people say all the time, that's not you. I'm like, yeah, it is. You know, it wasn't until I was able to step back from that roadblock. So in this point, I'm talking about my mental health, um, anxiety, um, just depression almost. I had a depressive state. I was away at school. Um, I was living on my own. I was providing for myself. I was only 18, um, paying my own rent, paying my own car bills, working three jobs. I had side jobs, you know, and I had a full-time school job. And then I had a full-time internship I also had to be at. Um, So dealing with all of this kind of, I guess there's a lot of expectations in my life, and um, I wanted to fulfill all these expectations without understanding myself. Um, so I always tell people, take a step back from everybody and yourself and be able to analyze who you really are from the inside out. Um, and then recently I've started going to therapy as well, and that's honestly the best decision I've made in my life. Um, I've been learning through this process of who I am not in the gym, just up here, like who I am. Um, People ask me, oh, what is your favorite thing about you? Or, oh, you know, who are you? And to be honest, right now, I couldn't answer that question. Um, So it's the roadblock of I was just lost. I just didn't know who I was, but I didn't recognize that. I kept trying to push through it and push through it and just be like, I'm okay, like there's nothing wrong. And then it wasn't really until the point where I gave myself an eating disorder. I was eating probably about 600 calories, not even a day. I was this big. Um, It was, I looked in the mirror and I just, I I felt like a skeleton. I was like, this is not who I am. I'm letting my mental health get the best of me. Um, I get it that I'm stressed, but I wasn't taking that step forward and pushing myself and making my, like holding myself accountable. All I talk about all the time, holding yourself accountable. That wasn't something I was doing. So leading into, this is kind of my fitness journey, I uh, started an Instagram page. 
That's really oh. the real reason why I have my Instagram page now. And I think if you scroll all the way to my first post, I talk about this. I'm like, this is the reason why I'm starting this. This is an Instagram page for me to not sit here and put out workouts for you guys. But at the beginning, that Instagram page was truly a way that I held myself accountable. I was like, I'm going to record my workouts. If I record my workouts, I have to go do a workout. That's and right. then I'm going to go post it on the page. I don't care how many followers I have, but until, you know, I kept doing that and doing that. And then just hometown friends, they would DM me and message me like, you know, like this is motivating me. Like I was getting people DMing me like this is awesome. Like, you know, I'm starting to work out. I'm following your workouts. And that really excelled me to where I am today. And I will never forget like that one point in my life where I was that low. So it's when I hit rock bottom. That's what I that's my rock bottom so far in my life. And I am grateful that I've rebounded from that and became so successful. Wow. Yeah, you've been crushing it at work. I mean, we'll wow, both of these stories were just seriously <laughs> amazing. Like, I'm yeah. sitting here listening, wow, yeah, wow, wow. This is awesome. Um, I mean, I think, first of all, thank you for sharing that. It's extremely hard to be brave enough in this society right now to share those type of things because um, people have become so taboo about sharing sensitive things. And sorry, guys, my headphones keep falling out. Yeah, um, <clears throat> but so we've become in a society where we're so sensitive we and um, we're worried about judgment. We don't want to share things. And so you feel alone. You become depressed. You feel anxious because, God forbid, somebody, again, with all these expectations, right? Yep. Um, and I feel it all the time. You know, people expect me to be perfect and they, they see me as this business owner and they see me as this nutritionist and they think I never fall and I never make mistakes. Um, and so, you know, as I'm listening to her talk about a rock bottom, you know, it just makes me thankful that, um, for one, she's not ashamed of this and that she's, you know, pre was prepared today to share it and has because it only gets easier to share it. And I'll tell you what, once you share it once and same thing with you all, you share that roadblock, somebody's going to talk to you about something <clears throat> and you're going to know when you're supposed to, you're going to feel this overwhelming feeling. You're going to know when you're supposed to share it with that particular person. And it may not be the same exact story, but the point being is when you tell that story, um, there will be something that you can relate to, a feeling, an emotion from your circumstance to their circumstance. And that's what helps us connect with our clients and what makes us so different because sometimes people do open up and share such personal things. Um, and one thing that I do share often is, hey, <clears throat> I've never been obese, but I shared my journey about being um, an alcoholic. And so, you know, it is very taboo. I mean, I really don't even discuss this actually with my adoptive family. And I really don't even discuss this with um, you know, like my siblings, my journey. So mom, dad, Tim, Doug, you know, guys, siblings, if you're hearing this, yeah, I did. I actually was a lot, a lot more severe than I probably would have wanted to share about. Um, and sometimes I just kind of avoid even talking about it, even though they know I'm sober, they never seem to ask further than that, just because they think they want to respect that it might be private for me. Um, but I didn't like the person I was becoming, I could no longer have just one drink. It was multiple drinks, multiple drinks until I'm binging and I'm blacking out and I'm saying things and doing things, you know, especially in college. So, you know, I'm sure there are people from college that remember me to be this person. And it is very probably odd for them to see me now successful because they probably labeled me as that that drunk, that girl that's never going to make it. She's never going to make something of herself outside of college. And the path I was going down, <clears throat> I wouldn't have. And it really took me a lot of self-reflection, um, and it took a, a very rock bottom for me to realize that I had a serious issue and I needed to get help, you know? Um, and I didn't just say, oh, I'm going to quit drinking, and I threw out bottles out of my house. Like, I went to AA. So yeah, if action. you're listening to this right now, I, I'm, I'm a real alcoholic. I had a severe problem. 
Um, and I went to AA and I got sober and I got a sponsor. Um, and I remember calling um, my biological parents and telling them, like, because I was so embarrassed of being judged, like, I think I have an issue. You know, what do I do? Because I remember them taking me to AA when I was younger. Um, with them. And I remember like seeing my mom and dad get up and say, hi, I'm Charles. I'm an alcoholic. Hi, I'm Nicole. Um, I'm an alcoholic. And so it was familiar for me and I knew it was a place that I could go. I just was really, really nervous to go. Um, and so shout out to the place that I went to. Um, we normally like the unspoken rule is you don't talk about it. Right. But <clears throat> in AA, but they shout out to my sponsor and shout out to the place that I went to because uh, I went to a place where there's a lot of older people, but I didn't want to be around younger people. Um, old is that, wise, old is wise. Right. I wanted to be around people who had 10, 15, 20, 25 years. Um, and I remember the first sponsor I actually decided to go with was had 25 years. And I was like, I need to be with somebody that isn't just newly sober, isn't still, you know, around other young kids that want to go out and like yeah. party. Like I need to be around people that are going to teach me the way to live a successful, sober life. Um, and thank God I did go because I went for a solid six to eight months. Um, and I would go sometimes at two meetings a day. And like a lot of people didn't know that I was struggling. I was going to two meetings a day. I was sharing constantly. Um, I was working the steps with my sponsor. Um, and I actually had two sponsors because sometimes you have to find the right sponsor for you. Um, and I actually got down on my knees and privately in my own apartment, because I live by myself at that time, I'd get down on my knees and lay by my bed and say, Lord, please take this desire. Lord, please take this desire. I no longer want to think about the fact that all my friends are out drinking and I can't. And it was after I kid you not, the 90-day mark that it's like, I couldn't explain it. It was seriously like divine intervention. The desire was gone. I yeah. never thought about it again. I don't think about drinking. I don't miss it. You know, I don't, when we I see people- We have alcohol at the house, we don't touch it. <clears throat> yeah, and I have it's alcohol late. at the house because people come over and they, they want it, right? But, and so some people may argue that in A because everybody has an opinion of how they think people should live sober soberly. Um, but I don't have that desire. I really truly do believe that- um, I had a divine intervention experience in which that desire was lifted for me. And so I'm going on now six years of sobriety awesome. after hitting yes. a rock bottom. So, you know, Caitlin, yeah. I can, I can attest this, yeah. that yeah. rock bottoms is what actually brings us up. So although many people are scared to hit that rock bottom, don't be scared. If you think you need it, let yourself fall. And if you're somebody who has uh, seeing a loved one struggle, a friend, well, whoever it may be to you, and you want to stop that train wreck, my best piece of advice to you is don't stop that train wreck. Let them have their train wreck because we all need those rock bottoms to get through, like, that painful moment is what causes change. Yeah, like, you hit that rock bottom and you never <clears> want to <throat> see yourself or feel like that ever again. Yeah. No, yeah. and sure, and some like, people have multiple rock bottoms and that's what it takes. But, you know, for Caitlin it was one and for yep. me it was one. Mm. So let that loved one hit their rock bottom. They need yeah. it. And, 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 and enabling doesn't actually help you or them. I can promise you that. For sure. Yeah. Yep. And speaking of uh, bottoming out, you know, um, I think we all have our own traumas. We all have very deep-seated issues that we struggle with on a day-to-day. Um, but, you know, sometimes it, it really can take that toll on you where you just feel like you do need to um, fall into the depths of despair. Uh, and sometimes it, it does happen. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. It happened to me a couple months ago. I don't think you guys noticed much. I think you actually did notice actually, a little Actually, I did. Bit. I think I remember we know, talking but, uh, to you privately. We had a couple of We're with you all the time, buddy. Yep. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I discovered, well, you know, I had a newfound discovery of, you know, my, my biological father 
who was not in my in my life for a reason. You know, he was Which not can be a very, very disappointing. Man, I can sure. understand that. Ollie, we talked about that. I, yeah. I can understand that fantasy in your head of you hope they change, and when you see that they don't, it's it's heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it wasn't necessarily that. I understand the the sentiment, um, but you know, he, he was just a man that I had built up in my head as a monster. Um, un, well, unfortunately, when I did finally have this this moment where I could see the face of the monster, you know, I, I recognized he wasn't a monster. He was just a man. But yep. at the time, for some odd reason, I, which I haven't fully discovered yet, it did send me into a depression and I wasn't doing well. I was, you know, avoiding people. I was staying indoors all days. I was, I was literally phone to video games to TV to whatever I could do to keep my mind outside of itself. It. Exactly. Yeah. I did whatever I could. I started smoking again. I started, um, you know, drinking alcohol. <clears throat> like I, I definitely was trying to find bottom because I felt like if I found bottom, that was the only way I could find up. And eventually it came to a head where I did find my own bottom. Um, and, you know, I was literally I was looking myself in the eye um, after I'd just taken a shower. I was just like looking myself dead in the eyes in the mirror. And I was and I was crying. I was crying, trying to find out what the heck am I supposed to do? Um, like, why am I here? Why do I have to live this life? Why is this supposed to happen to me? Um, and a voice just spoke to me from within, um, you know, and I truly believe that was God speaking to me through my soul. And it told me that I was wasting my potential. I was meant to be a champion. And so, you know, from that moment on, I've been on a path to pursue and find out what that means. Um, but, you know, sometimes it does take that bottom. So don't be afraid if you are in that bottom. Eventually the light will come. Well, sure. thank God that you have a team here that will notice those things, right? Um, and, again, you do have to let people fall. <clears throat> and so he did. But, you know, thank God we have a team here full of people that um, we are a close-knit team. It's very much like a family environment that we can speak on one another and we notice each other's patterns, right, when we notice when someone's off, like, hey, are you okay? What's up? You don't seem yourself, you know. Yeah. But I do want to read this comment that um, Catherine Voss, Voss, sorry, Catherine, I just put your last name, Voss. Catherine said, it's so sad that we grow up thinking we can't share our difficulties with people or growing up thinking it's embarrassing because a lot of times bringing your problems to the light and saying them out loud to people will be the thing that motivates you to change. I'm glad people... Uh, I'm glad people are more open to talking about problems because no one's perfect and we all have something. And that's so true. And like, I really didn't expect at all that any one of us would be sharing these stories. So, you know, we started off talking about roadblocks and then we <laughs> talk about rock bottoms. So definitely is a very emotional episode, um, you know, and a very deep, vulnerable, uh, emotional episode talking about things that necessarily we weren't sure we would even share. And yeah. I think once one shares, you just start on a little yep. domino effect. Like, it's okay. It's okay. I can share mine. I can share mine, which is great because that's what we need to do. We need to be able to validate each other, hear each other out and make people feel like they're not alone because you're not, nobody's perfect. You only see what people allow you to see. Um, <clears throat> which is yeah. those 2d pictures you know, those 3D videos where it looks like everything's perfect. I may only show you that I just, I'm going to give you an example. House is a fucking mess. But when you see my cooking Trashed. videos, I have only cleaned <laughs> off the oven top. 
So yeah. just so you know, the background looks like a giant. No mess. one's perfect. No one's perfect <laughs> at all. So on that note, uh, we'll wrap this up. You know, I think this was a great episode talking about rock bottoms, talking about roadblocks. I hope this has motivated you, anyone listening today, um, that it's okay sometimes to hit those rock bottoms. Of course, try not to destroy your life in the process, right? Keep up those responsibilities. Yes, Alejandro was struggling, but he came to work. Yes, Caitlin was struggling, but she came to work and she had a team to back her up. And it's about the right people that you surround yourself with. And Ali had a team to back him up. Um, and thank God for my clients and my team that backed me up because, uh, you know, I think I just had Justin at the time, but still, it doesn't matter. Justin is my team when my parents right. died. Um, and so thank God for that, because there was moments I couldn't even pray anymore and utter the word Jesus. And he held my hand and prayed for me. So yep. thank and you. just know, guys, anyone him. is capable of making these changes. <clears throat> yeah. And the story that you tell is the story that is going to become true. So and you can always change that story. So if it started off bad, which most of our stories, as you can hear, did. Yeah. Um, you can change it. But look at us all now. We're all thriving and we're successful. And, you know, Caitlin is on a great path. You know, she's working on herself and realizing that working on yourself doesn't mean weakness. It means strength, girl. You are strong. You are a fucking warrior. And Ollie, we know you're a warrior because we see that Path to Champions video. Dude, Path to Champions. Check Ollie's channel out on YouTube. Yeah, shout out to that. Shout out to that. But check us out. Check us out on social media, guys. As we always say, Facebook, Abs Fitness LLC. You got YouTube. Uh, We put up Abs Fitness Fitness Film House House is the uh, YouTube name. And then Instagram, Abs Fitness underscore Brandon Florida. Um, Check us out. We're always putting up fun stories. I think last night we put up a story of Bridget doing uh, something to the beat. (laughs) And Caitlin was in the background going, yes, 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 yes. We also got a TikTok now, too. Abs Fitness Tampa, Florida. Yep. Or Tampa, maybe. I don't know. I think it's just Tampa. Whatever it is. Tampa. Tampa. Okay, Abs Fitness Tampa. Perfect. Make sure you guys check us out. Like, subscribe, follow. Thanks again for joining the podcast. We'll see you next Friday. Bye, guys. Bye.